Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of Unchecked Baggage. I just did a line of Coke and some Viagra, and I'm ready to rock and roll. So, Bob, <laughs> you don't do drugs. So, so Lena can't be with me today, so I'm doing it with my side piece, Nicole. Say hi, Nicole. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lena will never know you were here. Okay. So I need to talk about our contest, you guys. It's not working. We have not gotten even close to 100 episodes or 100 downloads for our latest episode. So we are going to put that contest on the back burner. Um, as soon as we do get to 100 episodes for our, I mean, why do I keep saying episodes? 100 downloads, downloads. for our last episode, then we will still give away that customized unchecked baggage, baggage t-shirt. However, for now, we're going to try something new. This episode is going to drop on October 4th, and anyone that emails us with a question to read on the podcast between October 4th and November 4th will be entered to win Coffee with Rob and Lena. We'll do a random drawing for anyone that submitted a question, and we'll send you a one-of-a-kind, customized, unchecked baggage mug and coffee to go with it. Everyone is eligible. I don't even care if my mom wins this one. Just send in your questions and we'll keep your identity anonymous. We promise. Unless you specifically tell us in your email that we can use your name. And our email address is unchecked.af at gmail.com. Also, it doesn't necessarily have to be a question. It can be a comment or even a funny relationship story. Basically, anything that makes it on the podcast gets an entry into the contest. And if you email with more than one thing, you'll get more than one entry. So send us your questions, comments, stories, anything. And uh, we will give away a coffee mug. <laughs> we're trying so hard to give away a prize. We just can't give away a prize. <laughs> right. So. Just let us give you something. Just just send us an email and you got a chance to win in a very fantastic mug. And maybe we'll even if you request it, we'll put a nude photo on the coffee mug. Yeah, and what we're trying to do here is of course we're trying to increase our listenership. It it would be great if we actually became successful at this, but we're also trying to build a community. So we really would like your feedback so that we're talking about things that you actually want to hear about. Yes, and I don't even care if it's negative feedback. If there's stuff that we need to improve on, let us know so we can improve. Yeah. I mean, like, like we know that our intro and outro sucks and we are going to fix that. Um, although I, you probably noticed at the beginning of this episode that the intro was completely missing. Yes. And that's because it sounds stupid. Well, not because it sounds stupid, but because we didn't, uh, we didn't record this episode um, soon enough to actually turn it into the place that typically does our editing. So if this podcast really, really sucks, it's all my fault because I'm doing the editing. Well, yeah, usually we record an episode on Sunday for the next week. We're recording this episode today for episode to for download tomorrow. tomorrow. So we only have very much time to do anything. All right. So right. let's get started. All right. Let's do it. So this episode is going to be on communication. Okay. Is yes. that okay with you? Yes. Can I communicate that clearly? Yes. And I would like to preface this with, we also didn't do a run through just like we didn't on the last episode. (laughs) We haven't done a run through here. I just, you guys, I just have to say that my, my personal life is just taking over right now. And we are very, very busy with 
band things and I'm very, very busy in my professional life. Also, I'm working a lot of hours. I'm actually at the point where I'm completely burned out and Mm -hmm. um, I am mentally exhausted. So I just, we, I'm going to get caught up here. We're going to get caught up to where we've got a couple of episodes ahead of time, um, you know, in the can so that we're not doing things last minute, but that's just the reality of where we're at right now. We spent 13 hours yesterday at a football stadium for band. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it was, a lot going on. Yeah, it was fun, but uh, it, it makes it hard to get things done. So today's episode is going to be on communication. So as most of you may know, men and women communicate differently. Okay. Now some men communicate like women communicate. <laughs> some men communicate like women and some women communicate like men. This is just a general term to help people understand that there are differences in the way people communicate. You have to un- understand those differences. Okay. So men, some men tend to do what is called a report style where they basically just tell you the facts of what happened and don't have any anecdotes and tend to dominate the conversation where they don't ask anybody questions or bring anybody into the conversation. They just tell you what happened and that's it. Mm-hmm. Where women, when they tell a story, tend to use a rapport style. They want to bring everybody into the conversation and put in stuff that may or may not go with the story, but they want everybody to be included. So as they're telling the story, they might ask somebody a question and it keeps the whole conversation going. So that's mainly the main difference between the way men and women communicate. Men get to the point, talk what they want to talk. Don't care about what anybody else says. Women want to bring everybody in because they're friendlier than men. Okay. It's very, uh, so in a relationship, communication is really at the core of the relationship because without good communication, the relationship probably won't last. You agree with that? I do. You have to be able to talk to each other. Good communication is very important. Yeah. It's not about making small talk. It's about understanding your partner's point of view. Or offering and letting them know that you support whatever they do and that you're their number one fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. So it goes without saying communication is vital in any relationship. Right. If you have good communication, then you are probably happier, I would think, in your relationship overall. Not just, yeah, not just married relationships. It can be work relationships or friend relationships or whatever. So um, without good communication, the vast majority of relationships are going to fail. So it's important to tell your partner, your family, your friends, how you're thinking and feeling. So when you say communication, it doesn't have to necessarily be with your partner. It can be your family. You know, maybe you don't get along with somebody in your family. They would probably want to know why mm-hmm. you don't get along with them, right? So that's where communication comes into that. So here are some reasons why communication is important. Okay. okay? So the first one is get to know each other. That's obvious. You first meet somebody, you ask a bunch of questions about, whether they went to school, what kind of music do they like, what kind of food do they like, mm-hmm. what's a good date, what kind of sex do they like, all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> right. So yeah. that's, that's at the beginning. Yeah, and it's important to get to know each other so that you do know more about what makes them happy, what makes them sad. And it helps, it helps the person that you're commu- trying to be friends with or date actually know the real you and you find out about the real them. Mm-hmm. Like fears you have or, you know, your likes and dislikes. Yeah. If so, you're not communicating, then you don't get to really know someone. And I would bet, 
I could be wrong that 100% of relationships start off with some kind of communication. <laughs> I guess right? they, I mean, they'd have to like, hi, even a, yeah. A hello. Well, hello. You, what's your, what's your name? Cause that's communicating, right? right? Okay. So another thing about good communication is it helps you avoid misunderstandings. So another reason to communicate effectively is to avoid any misunderstanding, which can lead to a breakdown of communication with your partner. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because if you're one of those people that just keeps it all in, then the other person doesn't know what you're thinking. Right. So with that in mind, you should always say what you're feeling. So me, I'm not very good at that. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'll get up in a bad mood or I'll be cranky or I will be uh, just in a shitty mood. And and you'll ask me what's wrong. I'll say nothing's wrong. But you know there's something wrong. Right. I can see it on your face. You don't even have, you don't have to say anything. Your nonverbal communication skills tell me that you are yeah. <laughs> in a bad mood. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's not really healthy to hold that in because it, the holding it in actually makes it worse. You need to get it out. So I don't have any statistics on this, but I think a lot of people that hold it in, those are the ones that end up having heart attacks. It's probably true. Yeah. Because of stress makes your heart beat faster. Probably. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I, I can, sometimes I get in a mood and I'll hold it in and I'll get chest pains like acid reflux or whatever. Right. And then you will, I'll get it, eventually get it out and then I feel better for a little bit. <laughs> okay. Also part of communication is it sets clear expectations. So we all have different expectations in life. In any relationship, it's important that these expectations are made clear from the offset. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like for example, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Do you want to live in a certain state? Do you want to go to school? Do you want to, you know what I mean? Do you mm-hmm. like to travel? Do you not like to travel? Like if somebody likes to travel with somebody that doesn't like to travel, that's probably going to be a big deal. Yeah. Like what do I want my life to be like? And does it match up with what you want your life to be like? Right. And always be honest and open and don't be afraid to say what you believe in. Cause what you believe in, what the other person believe in could be the same, could be different. But just because it's different doesn't mean that you can't be in relation with each other as long as you're honest about how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And um, just to add a little bit to that, I, I mean, I've read about so many people that are, they try to set clear expectations at the beginning of a relationship and, and say things, you know, like, I, you know, I don't want any children. And um, the other person in their head will think, Oh, they don't want any kids now, but they're going to, they're going to come around and eventually change their mind. Right. And, um, so I think the other side of it is not only do you set the clear expectations, but you also, um, appreciate and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you, um, you, you take the other person at their word, that their expectations that they're, they're setting are, true and valid and and you don't want to try to change what they want out of life. Right. And then whatever expectations you set or you say that you have, those expectations shouldn't change. Mm -hmm. So once you set your expectations, then you need to keep those and expect it to be, that's how, what you want. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. important. Yeah. Like if you say, I don't want to have kids and the partner keeps saying, I want to have kids. I want to have kids. I want to have kids. And finally he's like, okay, we'll have kids. But do you really want to have kids? Cause that could be a problem after you have the kids. Right. Yeah. So I didn't want to have the kids in the first place and now I got kids and then, you know, you're not yeah. going to treat the kids very well. I think a lot of times people will do things because they want to keep the person they're with 
and they end up regretting it. Right. And you don't want to regret huge life decisions. So make sure that you're always true to yourself. So, so what are some bad re- communication things? Well, um, an article from mindbodygreen.com says that there are some signs of bad communication in a relationship. Those are criticizing or belittling each other. That's mm. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to criticize. You ever hear, belittle. you ever hear like people who've, um, been together for a long time? Like I see it sometimes at my work, like these couple come in and they've been married for like 40 years and they just constantly bickering at each other. Mm-hmm. I was like, is that how they always been or is it just because they're old? But they seem to be kind of happy, but this is like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. And like every time it goes someplace, you do this and like that, <laughs> but they've been married for like 40 or 50 years. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that'd be a rough way to live constantly. Also getting defensive. That's another thing that's a sign of a bad, mm. bad communication in a that's relationship. Hard. That's hard not to do. It is. It is. Especially if, uh, I mean, if you're with someone and they pushed a, a certain button, something that triggers you. Um, so it's, sometimes it is hard not to get defensive. Like, uh, somebody that doesn't get defensive has got to be really, really good at communicating because it's almost impossible for me not to get defensive. Even if, even if I seem to tell myself, I'm not going to get defensive. It's hard. That's really hard. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, me too. Me too. Cause I've got all this baggage mm-hmm. in my, <laughs> in yeah. my past that will make me, it, it's almost like sometimes you'll say something and I'll get defensive. And I, I'm thinking, doesn't he know how, what he just said is going to affect me? Like, mm-hmm. I think he's so insensitive, but a lot of times you don't have any idea. That, right. that I have that baggage. So because you haven't brought it up and told me, right. Yeah. And I think one of the things for me that has helped a lot with me not being so defensive because I did come into this relationship with so much baggage is just realizing that you are usually coming from a place of love and not coming from a place of, um, just, you know, you're, you're not, you're not trying to be mean and you're not trying to hurt me. You're usually coming from a place of love, and I'm just misconstruing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because so. you've had a, a lifetime of whatever that was being hurtful. Right. So when I say it, you, you're getting better about that. Uh, I, yeah. The first thing you don't say is, oh, he's calling me fat. <laughs> that's not even what I'm doing at all. So that's what that's what it is. See, it's communication. Now, yeah. when you've been with somebody for so long, now you know the difference between mean and joking. Right. Right. So, and, and just, and love, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, I've gotten to the point where I do realize that you're, you're usually coming from a place of love and that you're not trying to hurt me. So no, people know what I mean. The next thing is stonewalling, i.e. giving the cold shoulder. Is that the same thing as ignoring? Yes. Yeah. 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 If you just uh, don't respond at all that's that's not a good communication Mm -hmm. style i do that every once in a while also passive aggression i think i do that a little bit (laughs) i think i I might i think a lot of people do that actually i think i'm kind of a passive aggressive person at times Um, i'm sure that that's a defense mechanism of some sort Mm -hmm. and assuming you know what your partner is thinking Uh, you do that all the time right Yeah, yeah you always tell me that what I'm feeling yes. and what I'm thinking. Like, you know what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. Well, sometimes I do. Cause it's right on your face. But even if you guess it, I wouldn't tell you that. I, I know. I know you're right. But I know. I, 
I know your face, and I can tell what you're thinking and feeling. Most of the time, you're wrong, but still. Okay. Well, I will. Now that I know that that's a sign of bad communication in a relationship, I'll try to curb that a little bit. Also, cyclical arguments that are never resolved. Is that about like issues? An argument you had, say, like six months ago, and then you bring it up again. Is that what that's talking about? Like the same argument over and over again? I think so. You know, I mean, like, let's say you have one issue that's a big thing in your relationship that you just do not agree on. And so you never come to an agreement. And, yeah. you know, I can see that being a, a really hard thing to deal with. So on on that situation, if you have an argument and both people apologize and say, I'm sorry, and they say, I'm sorry, then that should be it. Yeah. Once, but, once that happens, then that argument should go away. Yeah, but what if you have like there's a, an issue in your? I, I'm actually thinking about one specific thing for you and I that was an issue for quite some time that um, we could never come to an agreement on, and it, it was had to do with parenting, and you know your parenting style, my parenting style, we never came to an agreement, and and I'm surprised we're still together. I think actually, that, I think that goes to the next one. Does it? Mm-hmm. Fewer attempts. Oh, lack of lack of compromise. Yeah, lack of compromise. Yeah, I did. I um, I would always compromise, but just after we had an argument about whatever it was, and you would tell me that I'm old school and that they don't work anymore, then I would just say, "Okay, you handle it." <laughs> but most yeah. of the time, it never got resolved. Yeah, yeah. We keep okay. having the same issues over and over again. Right, and so. I feel like we're we're pretty much past that knock on wood um but yeah that that's a tough one the cyclical arguments and it, it gets tiring after a while it that, does. It does. because it's just like the same thing over and over and over and you never come to an agreement so it's better if you can really hash that whatever the issue is hash it out and come to some sort of agreement um that you actually agree on not that you're just yeah. you know not that you're just compromising and and saying okay this is what i'm going to do from now on but then you don't do that or don't That's, marry somebody really old yeah don't marry <laughs> or you know if you're really old don't marry someone that still has little kids at home yeah, if you're that, no do that either you're not ready little kids to, little kids when they're cute little 8 year olds they turn into terrible teenagers <laughs> okay. they are not terrible teenagers okay well they turn into teenagers with problems well, every kid has problems. I'm not wrong. just saying. Just when you meet somebody and they have cute little twins, and they're like, "Oh, look at your adorable little twins." Those little adorable little twins could turn out to be very, very trying. Yes, as are all children. Yes. All right. So we we talked about lack, lack of compromise. Also, fewer attempts to connect with each other. So I I am guilty of this myself fewer attempts if i get to a point where i'm just so exhausted with something i will just be like forget it i'm done i'm not even gonna try anymore you know and i don't think i mean with with you i don't do that um but i have in the past for sure i'm I'm the worst about that i wouldn't let you do that anyway i would keep bringing it up (laughs) as my needling i would just pinpoint it and bring it up all the time probably Well, I'm talking about fewer attempts to connect. Like, like I'm so done with this person that oh. I'm not even going to reach out anymore. I'm not going to try to talk about things. I'm not going to even try to engage them in any sort of meaningful communication because yeah. I'm just tired. That would probably be the, the beginning of the end of the relationship. Right. Exactly. 
And the last one is arguing about quote unquote, the facts behind a conflict instead of focusing on what the experience was like for each person. I think this one's really important because I think people get, they get so caught up on uh, the, the technical pieces of the argument that they're not actually getting to the core of what the, the situation really is. So it would be like, you know, we're arguing about something and I'll be like, well, then you said this and then I said this and then you said this and that made me feel like this. And, you know, I just like it. That's not what you're the, the this, that and this and that. That's not what you're that's not the core of the issue. The core of the issue is whatever the issue is. And that's what you need to get at and not just these circular arguments about the argument. Yeah. I'm having a hard time understanding this one. Cause it says arguing about the facts. So I guess we each have our own facts and we're both arguing over the facts instead of what the facts did to each of us. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like let's take, for example, you know, our parenting, um, disagreements that we've had in the past, you know, a, a lot of times it, it'll be like, well, the kid did this and they, and we need to make sure that from now on they do this. That's, that's me and your voice, you know, like from now on, that's not even close from now but- on. They got to do this and this is the way we're going to handle it. And, and for me, I'm more of a touchy feely kind of person. And, and I would be like, okay, I understand what you're saying here, but this is, affecting them like that. I, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's just that sometimes you have to get to the core of it and not, not talk about the little back and forth things, but you're, you need to really get to the core of the issue, whatever the well, issue is. I was thinking more of the band thing from last night. Oh, what do you mean? Cause we can look at the paper that you showed me and the facts to you said one thing and the facts to me said another thing. Okay. And I said they wasn't part of the thing because they were junior varsity. And you said, it says on here that everybody gets a chance so how they word the paper and how you read the paper gives your own personal facts. You had one fact, which you believed in, and I have another fact, which I believed in, mm-hmm. but we don't ever know. We're not ever going to know who's wrong or right because even Kevin didn't know when I asked him <laughs> about the band. They were already gone. Yeah. So that's that kind of thing. It's It should have been about why well, I see it like this and this is why I thought it would be. And I would say this is how I saw it. And then you just say, okay, well, who knows? Yeah. What difference does it make? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and really, I mean, that, that something like that doesn't even matter. And there's no reason to even argue about it. Well, just some things that were said after, you know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you know everything because you were always right. That kind of thing. <laughs> so it turns into, it turns into more, even, it, 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 it could turn into something way worse because each of you are interpreting the facts the way you see the facts. Right. Instead of how I can understand how you could see it that way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. It could turn into way more. Good point. Okay, but we're both horny, so we have sex instead. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> okay, now that we talked about bad communication, let's talk about how we can improve communication in relationships. So, if you want to improve communication relationship, consider the following: always talk about important sensitive issues face to face. Okay, we're the worst face to face. We are the worst about that. We will, we will text argue like all day long. <laughs> well, you will send me like a four page down text message <laughs> and I'll reply with okay. And then you send me another one that's like five pages down. I have to read all these words. Yes. No, but you can't interpret emotions in text messages. 
Well, I can interpret yours because you have a lot of F words. <laughs> I know you're mad, but still. That's true. I do. Okay, so be open and honest. Find the right time for important conversations. Like, don't say at the dinner table, hey, um, I had an affair. Okay. <laughs> you know, whatever your conversation is, be someplace that's the right place in the right time, not like just. Well, out of nowhere. Well, the dinner table is face to face, so true. That's but they better also have, than texting. They it. probably have a fork in their hand, so <laughs> yeah, it might not be the best time. Keep in mind that not everyone is good at expressing how they feel, so approach conversations in a calm and relaxed way. Very important on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, even if you're angry, you should start it off with something calm, so the person doesn't really know you're angry, so they're not automatically defensive. Right. Yeah. If you come at somebody real angry, then they're automatically going to be defensive. Right. If you both have busy lifestyles, setting time aside to talk can really help. So, you know, hey, let's have a date night or let's have whatever, 7 o'clock, so that then you can bring up the conversation that you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, this also means you'll have time to process your thoughts and write them down before you meet, right? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, you can. so you can say, this is why I'm angry. How can I approach this in a way where... They won't get defensive or, or whatever it is. I've never actually thought about writing things down beforehand. That's a really good idea. Yeah. So you can, and then you can, you know, point yeah. them out, like make little notes about, I'm going to make sure I'm going to talk about this. He'll probably say this. I'm going to talk about this. Keep the conversation focused. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we're doing right now. I like it. Right. Good okay. idea. Um, don't be abusive or verbally aggressive. Even. If it's a motive issue, use positive body language. Okay. So don't be angry. Yeah. Try to be calm. I've read before that um, whenever you're having a disagreement with your significant other, that like touching them is, it helps to diffuse the situation. Well, we know what happens when you touch me. So yes, <laughs> if you did that, then. Well, I don't mean, I don't mean sexually touching. No, I just mean like putting your hand on their, on their leg, okay. you know, or their arm or whatever. Yeah. When you put your hand on my leg, that is sexual touching to me. When you touch me <laughs> at all. Everything is sexual true. touching to you. So the, the, the hard part about this is to do it and try not to make it personal and get and get defensive. So mm-hmm. the person that's pissed off, try not to make it personal and don't be defensive. And the person that you're pissed off at needs to try to make it not personal defensive. But, I mean, that's pretty hard to do, really. Sometimes it is, yeah. But I, th- I really do think that... I mean, for me, it was a game changer whenever my I changed my mindset. Uh, and this was a lot due to you because I just, I mean, the amount of love that you give me sometimes is just, just <laughs> I'm about to cry. This is overwhelming because I know how much you love me. And it really helped me to change my mindset to know that you're coming from a place of love. Um, and that really keeps me from, from my natural defensive response. That's probably why you do a lot of angry texting. <laughs> is so, it? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's important. So if something is bothering you, it's important not to keep it bottled up. Okay. You want to, you want to let it out. But like we talked about before, um, don't, cause I hold it in. It's not healthy. You want to let it out, but you want to try to. Think about what you're going to say first. Don't just blurt it out. Don't just start saying words to, because you're angry to hurt the other person. Because once you say those words, you can't take them back. Right. Okay. 
And and just, I mean, you're, just to say, you're very good at not saying hateful things. I am now. And I'm very bad at it. I am now. But see, here's the difference is, (coughs) sorry, is I think that you know that I give you more leeway to say stuff in a hateful way because I don't take it personal as much. Where I know that there are certain things I could say that would put you over the edge. So I don't say anything or I'll say just a little bit because I know what my limits are. And I know that sometimes if I'm angry enough or hurt enough, I'll just start putting out words. And once they come out, then, you know, I think words actually can have a longer lasting effect than a physical punch because the physical punch will go away and heal, but the words stick with you longer because you keep replaying those words over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that relates into something else. I'm not saying about, I'm just saying words can do a lot more damage than people think. That's true. And and I do think that I've gotten better about that. Whenever we first got together, I didn't argue very fairly No, and I feel like I'm better. You are, you are better. Okay, good. So we, we've covered some of this in just that conversation, but, Another thing is don't communicate via text about something that's emotionally important because you can't get the tone, facial expressions or anything like that in the text message. Right. Right. So true. You don't see the sarcasm or whatever. And then also choose your language carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also important because uh, a lot of times our choice of words can be perceived as being defensive, especially if words such as you are constantly using during a conversation. So you, you, you do this, you do that. Yeah. It should be I and we, not you. Yeah. You never clean up after yourself. You used to say, I never clean up after myself. Or we never clean up after ourselves. Well, but, okay, but, okay, I gotta say this. There are times whenever it is something that you have a major problem with that the other person is doing. Let's say you're a total neat freak and your partner is a total slob. You know, you're on opposite ends of the spectrum and them being a slob is really bothering you. Well, instead of coming at them with a, you're such a messy slob, it should be more about how it makes you feel whenever the, you know, you can say whenever the bedroom is messy, it really bothers me and makes me feel whatever, you know, whatever it's making you feel. It makes me nervous. It makes me be able to not concentrate. It makes me not feel calm. You know, you should really focus it on the way that, that the thing makes you feel rather than just blaming the other person. Yes. And I think it's, yes. I mean, I agree with you with the people say you and you and whatever, so I think what they're trying to say here is try to reword that so that it doesn't continuously blame that person. Right. Like Marissa filling the driving test. Mm-hmm. I didn't say you did a terrible job in the driving test. I said I didn't do a very good job training you how to drive. See the difference. Mm-hmm. I blame myself even though they ran a red light. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I get that, but I mean, you shouldn't always take the blame for something if it's not, I mean, if you're talking about a really serious relationship issue, like let's say your spouse cheats on you, don't take, you know, I must not have been a good enough spouse to you, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, like certain things you can't do that, but just examples of some small stuff that you can say, Hey, we need to do a better job of making the beds in the morning. We need to do a better job of cleaning up after ourselves when we eat a snack. 
Yeah, but I think sometimes that that if you're saying we, that's disingenuous because you really mean like you are not doing these things and it's bothering me. I know. And but I, I don't think that you I don't think that sugarcoating everything is the best way to go. No. I still think you should be straightforward and be like, you know, whenever whenever we get up in the morning and the bed isn't made, it really bothers me because of this, this, and this. Can you help me it's not, not feel this no, way? It's not a good way. I think it's, it's the way of doing it so that that person doesn't say, oh, they're accusing me of never cleaning. I, I, I know what you're saying, but sometimes it's like, to take the person off the defensive, it's not you. Yeah. So it depends on what it is really. Probably. I mean, I, yeah. And I, I mean, I see what you're saying too. I just want to point out that there are some times that, I mean, you shouldn't shoulder the blame right. for something right. that's not actually your fault, but you can focus on how it makes you feel rather than attacking the other person. Right. So now let's talk about the forms of nonverbal communication because there are nonverbal communications. So some forms of nonverbal are like handshaking, head nods, Cautions, actions that you're listening deliberately, you know, um, to me, uh, a handshake is very important because mm-hmm. when I meet somebody and they hold their hand out and they don't grip my hand firmly, then I automatically don't like that person. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cause I'm like well, judgmental much. Well, a firm handshake shows confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. So if somebody doesn't look me in the eye and shake my hand and they're either trying to hide something or they don't really appreciate my time. It's just a form of the way to start the communication off. Like, Hey, yeah. I appreciate you. Well, nowadays you're not even supposed to handshake. You're supposed to elbow bump. <laughs> so I guess we've got to figure out what the proper etiquette for elbow bumps are. Yeah. You're going to have to, um, elbow bump and eye contact, I guess. <laughs> right. Okay. So what else about it? So you also have to remember though, that some people have different communication countries. Some p- countries there, they might think that, moving around a lot while you're talking to them is how you communicate. So you have to take into account where they're from also. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So that's true. I, I mean, they're, yeah, different cultures expect different types of nonverbal communication. Yeah. So when you were, you're in a conversation, you just have to read facial expressions and how people are standing or whatever. So, um, posture, like how you sit when you're talking to somebody, like if your arms are closed and you're leaning back, that usually means, I'm not really interested in what you're saying. Right. Okay. That's like a form of being defensive. Eye contact when you're talking to somebody and they never make eye contact with you. That's a form of what are they trying to hide? Like if somebody doesn't make eye contact with me when they're calling or they're talking to me, then I'm automatically assuming that they're lying because they don't want to look me in the eye because they don't want me to see that they're lying. So mm-hmm. if somebody always looks away, yeah. you know. Well, there are, I mean, there are some people that just can't make eye contact because they have some, um, there are some, you know, I mean like some people that have like autism, things like that. It's tough for them There's to, a few. to do or to, to make eye contact. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I try to give people grace, uh, even though, you know, I, I typically would be like, why aren't they making eye contact? Yeah, it That's can, rude. it can also be a form of that. They're, they're just awkward. Mm-hmm. Like some people are just awkward, so they don't like making eye contact. Yeah. Okay. Also, another form of that is touch. So many interactions begin with the exchange of physical touch, like handshaking or elbow bumping or whatever. Um, like or I a talked hug. about, or a hug. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you hug somebody the first time you meet them, do you? No, but I thought we were talking about just communication hug. in general. Yeah, hugs. Hugs is a good form of communication. That's probably for closer family members, people mm-hmm. you know for a long time. 
Um, so like I was saying earlier, a firm handshake is a sign of mutual respect and it shows confidence. So if you have a firm handshake, the person that you're shaking their hands, like this guy's pretty confident. If you just stick it out and it's all clammy and wet, you don't really grip it, then it's not, you're not off to a very good start. <laughs> okay. Um, facial expressions are one of the main indicators of someone's attitude. So like, are they actually watching you talk? Are they looking away like they're not interested in you? That's also very important. Um, so you have to, when you're talking to people, you need to look and see how they're sitting. Are they looking at you? Let's see if you still have the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, facial expressions are really important. I actually, um, work with someone that not on my immediate team or even in my immediate department. Um, but every single time we're on a, a zoom call, which, you know, is the way that we communicate nowadays for work. Um, she rolls her eyes and uh, it's so rude and unprofessional. It's like you really do have to pay attention to your own facial expressions and make sure that you're giving off the vibe that you want to give off to people. Right. Cause words, cause words have more than one. Some words have a lot of meanings. So like you could say a word, over the phone and they could take it a different way. But if you're in person and you have your, then they can see your facial expressions. Then mm-hmm. they can say, okay, this is what you meant by that. So that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also the, uh, demonstrates authenticity. So your nonverbal communication goes a long way to establishing the authenticity of your feelings for those you're speaking with. That would be two shots that oh, people God. need to take. That's a way, <laughs> way too big of a word. Authenticity is a rough one. So like when you're talking to somebody, you compliment your words with actual direct eye contact and you have good posture that demonstrates that you're giving your true feelings and you're feel confident in what you're saying, but mm-hmm. you know, not looking away. That makes sense. Cause if you're talking to somebody that's looking down, just being very quiet, it's like, are they really telling me the truth? Right. So some signs. So when you're having a conversation with someone you need to look for inconsistencies, like knowing how to spot signs of nervousness, like fidgeting or evasive eyes is a great way to determine whether a person you're speaking with is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Darting eyes, you know, they're probably lying. Nonverbal behavior seems to run counter to the verbal messaging. It's likely that the speaker is not entirely comfortable with what they are saying. So if they're saying, I didn't cheat on you, but they're not looking at you more than likely they cheated on you. <laughs> Right. Or if they're saying like, yes, I want to do that, but they're shaking their head. No, right. Those are two different signals that they're giving you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Makes sense. Okay. So, um, I looked up a quiz on marriage.com and this is in uh, the show notes. So feel free to take it yourselves. It was called how strong are your communication skills as a couple? Rob and I both took this and we both got the same results. We got, you are good communicators. It said, most time you can communicate assertively, which means you say exactly what you think without criticizing the other person or hurting their feelings. You are tempted to take revenge against each other sometimes, but you rarely go all the way. Keep up the good work and be careful in those moments when your connection becomes weaker. Maybe you need some space to breathe, or on the contrary, you could use more time with each other. Apply whatever strategy makes your couple communication better. So I thought that was good that we got the same same result. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel like, especially at this point, that we're pretty good at communicating with each other. Um, For the most part, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there are some times that we fail. But what do you think we need to work on in our communication together? 
Um, I honestly, I think we need to work on assuming what the other person understands what we're saying. So, yeah, yeah. you know, like say it, what, I don't can't even think of an example, but saying something and you think, okay, well, I said that. So that person obviously knows that I mean to take all the trash out in the house. And I say, take the trash out in our room or whatever. Just, we are, we've been together for a long time. Now you think you can say something and then, okay, well, they got what I mean. Yeah. So I think we need to work on making sure that when we say something or we want something done that we say, this is what I want done exactly. Yeah. I, I, I all agree with you there. Cause I think, um, I think that, I think we both do that to a certain extent. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll say something and think that I understand totally what you said. And I do the exact same thing. So I would agree. That is where we, and, we and could I, do some work. And I probably need to work on, um, being a better listener, like actually listening to what you say to me and, and, which I've been working on, but because sometimes we have conversations and I only hear parts of your conversation and then I'll say, you never said that. And then I go back <laughs> and I go back and our text message. Oh yeah, she did say that. So, okay. So but anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I need to, I need to work on that being a better listener. Yeah. Or part. a re- better reader. Cause a lot of it for us <laughs> is text message where I'll be like, Rob, I texted you that yesterday. And you'll well, be like, no, you didn't. Well, cause sometimes you'll send me three text messages in a row and I miss one. <laughs> And I always got to go back. It's like, what the hell did she say? Oh, God, she did say that. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I've gotten into where now I try to send you one text and wait for a reply until I send another because I know that you will skip over if I send multiples. Because I read row. the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have to go back. What is she talking about? I didn't say that. And then I have to go, oh, it's like eight text messages. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. So here's words of wisdom. Okay. When a woman says what, it's not because she didn't hear you. She just giving you the chance to change what you said. Mm-hmm. Okay. So true. So true. And now here's the joke in this weird episode. Is this a weird episode? That's kind of, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I'm very opposed to using old forms of communication. You could say I'm an anti-faxer. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, we don't have our regular outro, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an outro right now. Okay, do it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to us. For relationship advice or to tell us how great we are, please email us at unchecked.af at gmail.com. We can also be found at uncheckedbaggage.co on Facebook by searching at unchecked.af. Our Twitter handle is at unchecked.bagga1. Or search for Unchecked AF on Instagram. Thank you to Jessica at jessiebcreative.com for our awesome cover art. And thanks everyone for listening to Unchecked Baggage. And check your baggage at the door. Bye everybody. Goodbye.